Hey, and welcome to Hyperfixations, the podcast where we invite various interesting people on to talk about their special interests. They could just talk forever about. Here are your hosts. I'm Ali. And I'm Nigel. And today we have Declan. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. And what are you here to talk to us about today? Uh, I am here to talk about uh, Superman. Nice. Oh, okay. I suppose the first question is, why Superman? Why did you pick Superman? What does Superman mean to you? Uh, well... How did you get into the soup, the Man of Steel? I was about to say the uh, Man of Steel, but, like, that's... <laughs> that's too close to, like, an actual nickname for him that it just sounds, like, stupid and ignorant on my part. <laughs> yeah, man of like, Super. It's like, imagine that's what people in, like, the DC Universe would call him. Just, like, <laughs> regular people. Uh... Well, when I was coming on the show, I was I was really struggling for a long time. It was either Superman or Dragon Ball for me. And if people are familiar with those two things, they'll see the irony in that. Because both of them are both about an alien coming to Earth as a baby, being raised by humans, and then fighting a lot. But, uh... <laughs> I, I, uh but I decided to settle on Superman because, um... I just think he's just really interesting, like, fictionally and, like, the real-life... Uh, publication history of the character is super interesting. Okay. I suppose there's like, there's an awful lot of stuff, I suppose, I guess you'd call it cultural capital associated with Superman in today's day and age, you know, in the age of superhero films. So I think Mm. everyone has a preconceived notion of Superman. And I think it's largely uh, informed by like Henry Cavill's Superman. And I feel like that's something to talk about after like you you know you wouldn't go straight into that after like a soft intro to the character so like how did superman begin uh so so superman began there was a there's two jewish immigrant kids uh uh you know see uh siegel and schuster uh jerry siegel and joe schuster and uh their kids well teenagers at this point they like to do stories and draw comic books. They got a lot of uh, work for doing newspaper strips about detectives and uh, cowboys, you know, stuff like that. This was the 1930s. You know, people weren't terribly imaginative. And uh, yeah, they did write this one story though about called the Reign of the Superman. And oh. in that, and in that book, that's a that's a familiar name. <laughs> It is. it is, but this this is hilarious because it was about a bald, evil man with psychokinetic powers trying to take over the world. Oh. That, uh, that sounds an awful lot like Lex Luthor. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, eventually they decided to revisit it, the idea. Uh, they were inspired this time around. I think it was the third time they tried it. They tried to go for a more, you know, mythological approach. They went with, um, they went with Nietzsche's idea of the Ubermensch, you know, the uh, German philosopher yeah. had the idea of a man or a person, the next stage in humanity who would be able to uh, independently decide between right and wrong themselves without the state or religion influencing them. They'd be beyond those preconceived notions. All They'd right. be able to look at any situation and identify the right and wrong thing to do. And... He, in turn, there was a... Oh, this is backtracking a bit. I'm sorry. I forgot about this guy. <laughs> but, um... 
Yes. Uh, during the Renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, about. There was a philosopher called Pico della Melandola. And, I'm uh, sorry, who? It's a long name. Pico della Melandola. I, that's Pico probably wrong. della Melandola. Okay. Right. Yeah, right Never heard on. of this guy. Probably wrong, but it's just long enough where I think people won't be bothered to Google it, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> and, uh, he had this idea. He told people, humans, uh, we are we're imitators, you know? Uh, we see face swimming and we try to swim. We see birds flying and we want to fly. You know, horses don't do that. They don't see fish swimming and want to swim the ocean. Mm. And so he said, let's make ourselves imitate something. Let's imagine in our brains an angel, an ideal. You know, let us not something real. Let us try and make up something so ideal, so perfect, and try and strive to imitate it. And through that, we ourselves will become more angelic, will become greater. And... It's very—it's a simple notion, really, nowadays, because everyone's read a story about a hero and tried to be like them. Mm -hmm. But uh, this inspired Nietzsche, which in turn inspired Siegel and Schuster, which eventually led to the culmination in 1938 of Superman. Hey. Uh, yeah, with the cape and everything, <laughs> and they were and they were immediately told. That no one would publish it. <laughs> oh. Because it was too juvenile. Okay, then. But, um, this is a, uh... But luckily for them, uh, a flight link company, might sound familiar, called Detective Comics. I feel uh, like I've heard that name before. <laughs> yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, decided to launch a sister series called Action Comics, and they needed a frontliner. You know, a, a, someone to put in the cover. So, they decided to take a chance on those two kids and they put Superman on us. Is this the now famous cover with Superman holding the green car on the front? Yeah. Of it? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> uh, the PT cruiser looking thing, it's smashed into a wall. I think. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's, that was an incredible success. And Superman back then, it, it's interesting to look at because as a character, I mean, Surface level things first. He couldn't fly. He just jumped everywhere. Yeah, he leaped tall buildings in a single bound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he wasn't as strong as he'd be. He didn't have laser vision, x-ray vision. You know, he's just very strong. That was it. And uh, he is... Shiklin Schuster, the 1940s. You know, this was the Great Depression in America. You know, people were starving in their own homes. No one had a job. It felt like every cent was being scraped out of people's pockets. And Superman was actually in direct response to that. Every issue back then was him defeating, beating up street crime who were robbing people. Or beating up factory owners who were mistreating their workers. Or demolishing slums that were dangerous to people. Because the city wouldn't pay to do it themselves. It's, uh, it's, it's funny when uh, people... You know, you ever, you ever hear of Twitter... I pity you if you do, but have you ever? Fortunately, yeah. I I'm known to dabble um, in Twitter. If you if you haven't heard of Twitter, I want to, like you know like go inside your brain and like live there for a bit. Yeah, I, I want to live. <laughs> oh on my whatever. god, I want to live on whatever island you live on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's it's hilarious seeing people go on saying, 
Why are superheroes nowadays so political? It never used to be. And the first ever superhero in this first ever comic is beating up factory owners who wouldn't pay their employees enough. Exactly. Mm. (laughs) I feel like this is... It is an interesting figure. I feel like this is probably a good point to bring up uh, the complicated... I, I say complicated, but I think... I think it's quite funny the relationship you and I have online vis-a-vis Superman. Speaking uh, of Twitter, where I oh don't, I don't dislike Superman. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate Superman. He's just not Boss. my favorite. But I, I realize, I, I realize this probably comes off the wrong way because I'm not cognizant of tone and stuff. But I like ribbing about Superman. I like leaning into that, oh, Superman bad. Um, mm. I apologize. However, I think it's funny, especially given where people are like, you know, all those posts, it's like me watching as super, like as I come out of my 12-hour shift as Superman throws my new car that I haven't finished paying off my loan on <laughs> at the bad guy and misses. I like leaning into that, but I'm sorry, Declan. <laughs> I oh, know oh, no, th- those are hilarious, and I'm sorry, but if you live in Metropolis and don't have Superman insurance, you deserve it. Is that a thing? <laughs> like, like on, like canonically, is that a thing? Superman insurance? I, I don't know. If it isn't, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, DC hit us Lex, off. Yeah, yeah. If, if Lex Luthor uh, advocated for that, he would have made been, become present much easier. <clears throat> so hold on, you said that. Superman, when he began, didn't have an awful lot of, like, what we associate with Superman today. Like, the flight, the laser vision, the, uh, I suppose, like, doesn't he have freeze breath in most of the things now? Yeah. 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 It's, it's actually, it's a weird set of powers when you stop and think about it, isn't it? Like, laser vision and freeze breath, they don't really mix, do they? No. But it's also, like, why does he need them? Like, genuine question. Why uh, not? <laughs> okay, well, I rest my case. He's <laughs> Superman now, he's like, oh, right. fuck you. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, no, I, you know, I just said go ahead, like, um, ignore me. It's, uh, because he's Superman now, he's like, do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's, that's actually the reason. I, I like, I like those parts, because he's. I don't. Those are just writers, but I feel like they could be very inventive for those powers, like laser vision, like weld stuff or fix things or freeze breath. I was watching Superman and Lois the other day. It's a good show. I need it's, to watch it, that actually. It's like I would. I love the Arrowverse, but I still haven't gotten around to Superman and Lois. Yeah, it's. It actually made me like I. I despise teen drama, but it actually made me stomach it. So you know that's how good it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. There's, there's this one bit in the first episode where uh, a nuclear reactor is melting down, you know? It, it's too hot. And so what Superman does is... This is a big spoiler. It's in the first episode. He <laughs> goes to an ocean, the nearest ocean. He just freezes, like, a chunk of it, makes an iceberg, just picks up the iceberg and lowers it into it like an ice cube into a hot drink. Fair <laughs> enough. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I just think that's... Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is rad, actually. That is pretty rad. Like, he just said, like, look, he really just said rip to you guys, but, like, if, like, if I'm dealing with a new disaster, I'm built different and I'm going to lower that ice cube in. Yeah, it's, it's just a perfect blend of 
pretty clever at brute force. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. So, how long then did it take for, I suppose, like, a more concrete example of, like, how we view Superman now? Like, how long did it take for that kind of to solidify it? Like, I think, because I could be wrong, but it's, like, my understanding that Kryptonite was invented for the Superman radio series so that lead actor could take mm. a break or something. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing it, I was not there. Yeah, that, that's that's true, actually. Um, let me think for a second. So, 1938 was actually comics number one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's where I left off. In 1939, he got his own comic book on his own, which was very nice. weird at the time. Like, no, very few other comic book characters got that. He also got his All own right. strip. This guy's own strip in the newspaper. So, you know, he's... Like he's doing well for himself. Yeah, like Arthur's yeah. doing well for himself. Yeah, he's... With that one year, and 20 million people are reading him every day in the newspaper. It's pretty good. But, uh... It was a year after that, 1940, where the, the radio show came up, the one you mentioned. Mm. And, uh... I was actually reading up on it in preparation for the show. <laughs> uh... And it added so much, like, to what we consider just, like, him being able to fly was introduced in the radio show. Kryptonite was introduced in the radio show. Lois Lane was introduced in the radio show. Uh, your boy, Jimmy Olsen. I love Jimmy uh, Olsen. Legend. There's, you might know this, but the, the editor of the uh, Daily Planet was given his now name, Perry White. Perry White? Perry White, the man, the myth, the legend. I love Perry White. Oh, he's I great. Think, I think current or er, casting Lawrence Fishburne as like as Perry White in the DCEU was a massive mistake because he, not because he was wasn't good, but because he was so underused. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, I I abhor the DCEU. Um, like I'm gonna get that out of the way. Like um. Yes. Or not all of it, but like the parts that Superman is involved in and Batman. I'm sorry, Zack Snyder. I'm I'm sure I'm sure you're a nice guy, but like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna watch your movies again. Uh, I'm not sorry, Zach. Your fans are mean on Twitter. This podcast. Very, I, <laughs> this I feel podcast like Zack Snyder is presented in a in a four by three aspect ratio to preserve the podcasters. <laughs> I, <laughs> feel, I feel like. Zack Snyder is the type that, like, <clears throat> I think in a way he's like extreme, like, just a soft topic, but like, just let me say this. Um, Zack Snyder is very deluded in a way because, like, um, he just thinks, like, oh, my fans, like, helped me, like, you know, like, make my passion project, which I didn't get the chance to make because I had to stop working on Justice League and they supported me all through that. Whereas we see all the, like, <clears throat> evil Snyder bros, which, like, I feel like if I was him, I would also choose to stay, like, completely, like, deluded. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, no harm to him. I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a I'm great sure he's guy. Quite, I'm sure he's an okay guy. I just will not be watching any of his DC movies. Sorry, man. Oh, yeah, me neither. Don't you worry. No way. Yeah, but um, like, sorry, carry on. Sorry, is just is this the part where I'm like, I kind of enjoy Batman versus Superman, at least like most of it. Uh, hmm, that's, <laughs> that's weird. I, I see, I see an advocate here, but I don't see the devil. 
I don't know. Well, like, I enjoy the premise of it, and I enjoy the cinematography and the tonal palette and stuff, and I enjoy the mm-hmm. performance of most of the people in the film. But it's like I don't know. There's something in it that I like. I can only really describe as heart. Like the film is missing some kind of heart or core because an awful lot of it, like toward like. I enjoy the first three quarters of it, let's say, and then the big battle at the end. I could not give shit one about. Um, yeah, but know? like you know, the fact that like it's the last quarter that you don't care about. That's still like really long. Like the movie is like yeah, the movie's Add. two and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, for love and I, like Add. I know I just I know I just saw no time to die and like that was longer again, but that was good. I mean, like here's the thing about that movie though: if Superman and Batman fought in the first half an hour. The exact same thing would have happened. Like, the characters start in the same headspace as they finish. Nothing oh, you're changed. Right. See, that's the that's that's the issue. Yeah, it's, I feel like every time I have a critical conversation about Batman versus Superman, my opinion of it grows <laughs> less and less. <laughs> yeah, the more I, the more I think about Batman v Superman, the more I dislike it. Because I remember going to I saw it when I was in cinema, so that was when I was like sixteen. And I was like, I came out of being like, eh, yeah, like, it was fine. I saw it with my brother, two of my cousins, and my dad. My dad really hated it, and that hasn't changed. But, like, um, but then I saw it again with a friend, and I remember just thinking, like, Jesus, this is so long. Like, and I looked at my phone, and we were only 40 minutes into it, and I was like... And my opinion hey. of it has gotten lower every <laughs> <laughs> It's just a... Just an exponential curve downwards. Yeah, pretty much. So, like... We should be at the point where it's just like, but I can't get any lower at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, uh, we're skipping ahead of it, I guess, foes, but something I don't like about Superman in that movie, like the rest of the movie, like, ignoring the rest of the movie, trying very hard to ignore the rest of the movie for one <laughs> second. Uh, Superman himself does nothing in that movie. Yeah. Just... He, does, he doesn't really, and like, one thing I found was like a travesty, and I know this is about specifically Superman, but just as an aside, like Lois Lane is useless in that film. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. that is that is a tra- like there's actually a travesty, it's an insult to Lois Lane and to Amy Adams. Yeah. Oh man. I love Lois Lane so much. She's one of my favorite sporting characters of all time. It's great. She's a queen. Love my life. But Absolutely. yeah, Superman in that movie. Yeah. Uh so, so what I'm getting from this is that you, Henry Cavill, not your favorite live-action Superman. Ah, <clears throat> uh, no, and it's a shame because I really like Henry Cavill. I think he's a really nice guy, and he's great in The Witcher. Love him mm. in The Witcher. Mm. I, I yeah. think it's just... he seems to really care about nerd stuff. Uh, like whenever he's cast in any of these roles, he seems to really care about the source material. So it just comes down to whoever's actually making it then yeah. yeah yeah like it's not that he's not trying exactly yeah it's uh, again you can only you can put you play the part you're given i suppose yeah like mm. there's there's a certain point where you're playing, like okay what are you supposed to do with a script like that yeah plus i think uh the entire dcau is kind of dark and gritty and I, I think i think shipman can work in the dcau but i think it's I mean, my perfect idea would be like an opposition of it, you know, the one, you know, shining beacon of optimism about all these grim faces. I think it'd work really well, actually. 
Yeah, yeah but it seems, seems like the beacon of optimism has already been taken by the Suicide Squad. Yeah, funnily enough. <laughs> we're only allowed one funny franchise, like, in the DCU. Like, sorry, guys. Man. Crazy that Suicide Squad went from funny bad and then went around and being funny good. Crazy. The, sec the second one is amazing. Like, the quality jump is, like, Jessica. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It's fantastic. Mm. But, like, um... Uh, but Superman is kind of a... Kind of odd. Like, I've only seen him in... In the DCU, I mean, I've only seen him in Batman v Superman and Justice League. Just Whedon's Justice League. I haven't um, seen any of the others, but, like... No, he wouldn't be my favourite Superman. Yeah. Yeah. It's not mine either, but I, I do like the actor, though. It's a shame. But, um... Mm. Oh, I don't have to talk about it later now, so, you know, it's no skin off my back. Um, so, after 1940... So, actually, funny thing, that um, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen were so popular that they actually got their own comic books. Which is pretty funny. Uh, really? Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, they got their own uh, books that ran parallel to Superman. Nice. They had... Uh, yeah, they had Superman's... Was Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane? I forget the title. And then there was Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Which yeah. is... Yeah, which is still going to this day, more or less. Really? Legendary. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Olsen's a huge... I love uh, Jimmy Olsen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Olsen's great. No, sorry. I had I, I just saw a notification being like you have I I have a voicemail, so I was trying to like listen to that, and then it was a staticky, and then I was like, oh, Jimmy Olsen. They're talking about Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say I had a notification, mm -hmm. so I mentioned Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> After that, then oh, oh this is great. Uh, Nineteen forty-one. Uh, uh, Max Fleischer, the of the animation studio. And the animator who uh, did Popeye, Betty Boop, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Incredibly. Uh, was given Superman to work with and made uh, 12 incredible cartoons. I mean, some of them some of them have aged horribly in terms of tone because it was major in World War II. But uh, the actual animation... Uh, have you ever heard of an animation technique called rotoscoping? Where they, like... You have like a live model, like doing things, and then frame by frame you draw over them to create a perfect reference for your animation. Yeah, it's it's what they do at the start of um, Juno when Elliot Page is walking down the street. Uh, they they rotoscope that so they have frames of animation on top of it, like at the same time as the live action is happening. Yeah, yeah. The, um, he invented it. Well, he invented it sometime before, I think, for Betty Boop, but he used it, he <clears throat> abused the hell out of it for this cartoon. Like, it is a beautiful piece of animation that I think is basically, it's, it's to this day, it's incredible. Uh, the show, the show itself introduced a few things, it introduced what the Daily Planet looked like. I, I'm going to set a GIF in, but I realize this is a, uh, this is a, <laughs> A show that's audio, and as we all know, video killed the audio star. But I will <laughs> send this in for our hosts at the very least. <laughs> that that animation is from that's from 1941. Nice. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm a big animation nerd too. So let's this show really just. I really love. 
I really love the shadows, like, of his hands that get shorter and shorter yeah. as the building goes closer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the color palette's so good. It's like an oil painting. And the best part about them is they're all so old now that they are in the public domain. So Ooh. you can... Lovely. You just, yeah, you just go on YouTube and find them. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. Superman's merchandise might rival Mickey Mouse's, but he is not owned by Disney, so eventually, some stuff does go to public domain. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Oh god, imagine if Disney bought out Warner Brothers in DC. <laughs> they no. Marvel, I think they'll be satisfied no. for like another week. Yeah, another seven days at least. Another hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can finally get the Superman versus Mickey Mouse comic. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Um, I think it would be a close one, but I think Mickey Mouse would win that one. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's got that mage's hat, doesn't he? It's OP. Yeah, see, so like, um, it would be a close one. Like, I feel like it could kind of go either way, ultimately. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is the lawyers too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like you mentioned before, though, uh, Superman has a has a history of taking on problematic uh, problematic groups or like active hate groups or also like people who are stiff in the working class. So I feel like it's not entirely outside of the realm of possibility that someone makes a Superman comic where he takes down like a technocratic billionaire's regime or, you know, a media conglomerate or something. It sounds like Lex Luthor again. <laughs> yeah, they won't uh, do it though because the writers are fucking cowards. But... Let's uh, Luther become CEO of Disney. He thought oh, to see that evil. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Just about. It's, uh... Yeah, in fact, uh, during the radio show, actually, there's a few episodes where Superman fought the Ku Klux Klan, which was really? very controversial. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Con- yeah, it was. Um, it was quite controversial at the time, but I, uh, it's, I guess it's not surprising considering his origin, the fact that he was mm. up of two yeah. immigrants. I, I remember, like Superman is, I, I'm, no, I'm not blind to the fact that Superman is like big Americana energy, you know, mm. and that's just a little bit cringe. But I, I remember seeing this uh, poster from like 1942 or something, and it's Superman lecturing a bunch of kids. And he's telling them that America is inherently made of a bunch of people of different races. So when someone discriminates against someone for their race, it's inherently un-American. I was like, mm. yeah, I mean, I mean, he's kind of spitting, though. It's yeah. Kind of, like, he's right. Like, I mean, as yes. well as being un-American, it's also a shitty thing to do. But, like, but he's not wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point. The fa- The way that people co-opt either fictional or mythical characters as some form of like national identity building exercise like a lot of a lot of the the countries in the uk and even in parts of america co-opt like the arthurian myth to be like yeah uh, like this is our claim and like we have this heroic lineage but as well with comic book characters you have superman being co-opted into like you know all american superman and then also Captain America. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Who, who was actually written as wartime propaganda. You know, like, his first mm-hmm. comic book cover is him punching Hitler in the face. 
I support yeah. that. That's uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, at the same time, Superman had a very interesting. Uh, his comics were pretty interesting at the time of the war, because um, whereas you know his covers had a punch of Hitler in the face or whatever, or like swimming mm. after submarines. Yeah. He, he never he never actually fought because the writers thought it'd be disrespectful for him to just fly over and solve everything. Okay. Uh, that's I can kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. So what did he do then? Did he just like go and give them a stern talking to? It was just regular Superman comics. He just punched Brainiac. He just it it was sometimes it would be if it wasn't with the war, it'd be like Something on home turf, like a message that was like crucial and had to be guarded or something. Mm. But, uh, Makes sense. Yeah, for most of the time it was just a comic or a cover of him. I remember one that was kind of funny. It was like a bunch of paratroopers, and then it was Superman with like an army helmet on, but he was just dropping. He had no parachute on. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was just like you know that dive where you like your arms, legs perfectly straight down your sides. Yeah, he was just doing that. <laughs> So that was kind of funny. Amazing. But um, but then the inside, he'd just be catching a runaway gorilla or something. Like it was completely unrelated. That's all I you've want heard, to see Superman catch a runaway gorilla. A you've heard of a horse in a hospital. Now get ready for runaway gorilla. Sounds <laughs> of muffled gorilla violence. Yeah. <laughs> but. Where, okay, so where is the point then where Superman stopped being, like, we're not going to fight into Superman, go punch everything? Uh, you mean, like, I mean, he always, let me think about this. I don't think he was ever, like, a pacifist. I don't think he is. There's the other Superman, uh, Balzad of Earth 2, the, you know, President Superman. Uh, he's more of a pacifist. That's kind of his shtick. He just straight up doesn't fight. But Superman's, for better or worse, he's always been a guy who punches things. His <laughs> non-lethality is the rule, but uh, as is the case with so many comic book characters. That yeah, killing people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's um, yeah, it's. After that, he continued on his comics and whatever. But, uh, there was always this thing where he had to change at the times. Like, you know, as yeah. with all characters. But Superman's yeah. old. Like, he's... Batman came... I think Batman was two years younger than him, and he was directly inspired by, so, you know... Oh, fair enough. Yeah, he's, uh... I think it was made to be, like, a counterpart to him. Like, Superman wore all these bright colors. He wore these dark colors. Superman was always in the day. He was always at the night. Hmm. But also, in Batman's first appearances, didn't he carry a gun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also today that. I learned. Uh, I was today years old. What? <laughs> yes. But uh, just speaking speaking of uh, Batman, Bat when people compare Batman and Superman, I think it's always funny to compare uh, uh Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. Because, uh, <coughs> it, uh, this might be true. I'm not as big a Batman fan as I am a Superman fan. I still love the guy. Mm. But if, it feels to me that Bat Bruce Wayne is basically a facade, a shell. Yeah. You know, he's like 90% Batman. 
Whereas Superman is just Clark in a costume. Like he's Clark Kent. He's, hmm. he's not Clark Kent. Isn't a uh, it's isn't not an but it's it's just himself. He might act a little bit more cowardly or something like that. But aside from that, it's just him. Same same guy like. Yeah yeah same dude same dude different suit. And I I really like I really like that secret identity. I think it's my favorite secret identity because. Like, it's a meme. The glasses are a meme, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, is this the part where we go, how does no one recognize him when he's got (laughs) his glasses on? You know, like, that kind of trite thing where it's like, look, it's a comic book. Uh, You know, it obeys certain rules. And I know there's... I know there's different continuities where it's like Superman has like a, a slight mesmerizing power, which makes people not be able to see in certain continuities, right? Oh, that's so lame. But yeah. Or mm. like it's almost that like the glasses like you know like alter his face slightly. Yeah. It's to be fair. Like, to be like fair. That. Like I have friends who wear glasses and some of them when they take off their glasses, I don't recognize them. Granted, yeah, I also I also have face blindness, so <laughs> you're just sitting here like I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to understand why the people of Metropolis didn't recognize him. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a big part of it's that like there's I've ever seen this one comic. It was one of these continuities where it was literally Superman and his full getup, but he's wearing the glasses. He's like, Lois, look at me, I'm Clark Kent, I'm Superman and Lois is like, Shut up, Clark, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's like the secret of how Superman keeps his identity revealed or whatever. Oh man, those comic those covers are hilarious. But um I think it's that it's I really like that dual identity because if, if you do think about it a little but not too hard it's pretty interesting because it's like it's like if Joe from accounting was the greatest pro wrestler to ever live you, you just <laughs> you see you see people and you have preconceived notions about them you know yeah mm. you see sure. you see someone who's mild-mannered quiet does their job uh, you know seems like a nice guy you don't really think they're Superman. But then yeah. they are. Anyone anyone could be Superman. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Anyone could. But I kind of like that. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty sweet. Uh, and I remember there was... Oh, there was, there was one, but... I forget what it was, but Lex Luthor hired some detective to find where Superman lives. And they, they eventually deducted that Clark Kent was Superman. And yeah. uh, Lex Luthor fired them. No. Because they thought no one as powerful as Superman would bother living a life like Clark Kent's. Mm. He thought it was would be an emperor somewhere. He was wrong. A, yeah. From what you've told me, it seems like a lot of the stuff like that Lex Luthor assumes about Superman is kind of based on like Lex Luthor is meant to be this kind of criminal genius, but an awful lot of the stuff he assumes about Superman. When you stop and think about it, it's like he's a fucking idiot. Lex Luthor is a great moron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lex. Lex Luthor's hatred from Superman is just jealousy and spite, nothing else, and I love it so much. That's. <laughs> uh, I, I remember. Lex... Oh, sorry, go on. No, it's just like Lex Luthor made one of the first Bizarros, right? Uh, defense of continuity, yeah. Hmm. Actually, I suppose that before we drop this in, would you like to explain what a bizarro is? 
Oh boy, what I uh, <laughs> uh so Bizarro is a quote unquote supervillain. It's a version of Superman, sometimes a failed clone, sometimes from another diver- dimension, <coughs> with with stony grey skin and an S that's backwards, tattered clothes, and it's he is the exact opposite of Superman and he is hilarious. <laughs> because it's not like it's not like you're good, I'm evil. It's like you remember this one clip? It was like Superman would throw spaceship into the sun. Me throw sun into spaceship. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that seems quite dangerous. Yeah, uh, he burns his hands. Doesn't work, but it's, it's yeah, fair it's enough. So it's so wacky and it's so Silver Age. It's the comedy. It's it's actually kind of funny. It's, Good old Silver Age. Yeah, yeah, he's so over the top. I love him so much. It's like, at some point, he acquires... So the original Bizarro was made by a cloning beam, which cloned Superboy, but it was defective, so made a defective clone, which is Bizarro. Uh, and then that caught... You know, this is wacky comics, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Bizarro would steal that ray, clone Lois, make a Bizarro Lois, and then flee to a planet, and then fill the entire planet with Bizarro's and Bizarro Lois's. As, as you do. As you do. And it, they have their old politics where, and me promise raise taxes, and throw good people in jail, and people are like, <laughs> yes. Oh, he, I'm definitely getting my vote. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> it's... it's it's no worse than the current American system. <laughs> uh, We're, like, Americans Amer- Americans are truly living in bizarro world, and no one bats an eyelid. I mean, hey. Uh, remember, when, remember when Lex Luthor becoming president was, like, unrealistic? Sorry, Ali, you're very you're very distant there on your mind. Sorry, I feel like if they ran Lex Luthor tomorrow, I feel like he could very easily win the White House. Yeah, I mean, in a world without Superman, why not? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um. Oh, and they also uh, he's kind of his opposite powers. Not really. He has freeze vision instead of heat vision, and flame breath instead of freeze breath. <laughs> but all the rest of his powers are the same as Superman's. Fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love him so well, much. Yeah, I suppose I suppose it's very hard to do the opposite of things like flight or leaping the opposite or leaping the tall building in a single bound. It's very hard to find a direct opposite to like yeah. fire like instead of fire and ice. Um like what like what would that even be, you know? Oh, he could become incredibly heavy and sink into the ground or something. I, uh, oh, he can go I, under I buildings. I in a think single he had, trip. I think he had super bizarro microscopic vision instead of telescopic vision. Where Wait, instead of sorry, did Superman have telescopic vision? Oh yeah, it's telescopic vision. That's uh he usually does. Okay. That's uh or it depends, I suppose. Superman varies so wildly between continuities, I can't even say that for certain. <laughs> but, uh, 
Instead of seeing a far distance in front of him, he could see a small distance behind him. So he is eyes. So he's eyes in the back of his head. Oh no, his eyes are at the front of his head. Yeah, but like metaphor, metaphorically, like figuratively speaking. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like yeah. now's now's a good time to ask. Who's your favorite Superman? Who's your favorite like live action Superman? Oh, sorry, I'm literally. I, I yeah, I went. I wanted to bring up that as well, and I was looking for a specific thing. I went on to get fandom, and an hour ago they posted a quote from Henry Cavill. Quote, there is still a lot of storytelling for me to do as a Superman. The cape is still in the closet. Henry Cavill would love to explore Superman's psyche after killing Zod. But, yeah, what I wanted to ask was, like, what do you think about modern continuity Superman? Uh, in like film. Oh, of course. Yeah, I was going to talk about, like, the DC animated universe and, like, the cartoons, well, like, all Superman okay. I like. Would you like to do that before getting into the Superman you don't like? Uh, yeah. I, I feel in the spirit of things, I better keep it optimistic. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a theme. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the Superman symbol does stand for hope. Uh, I really like uh, Tyler Hoechlin and uh, Superman and Lois. I think he's really nice. He's cool. Uh, I like Oh, and they have this flashback, like, <coughs> they have this flashback at the beginning of, like, its first time as Superman, like, his debut. Uh, and he's wearing the Fleischer suit, the suit from that Superman cartoon I mentioned. Oh, really? Like the, yeah, and it's... So technically it's they're a, canon, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it was during World War Two, but yeah. Similar <laughs> vibe. Yeah, there's another gif for all the people at home not to see. <laughs> but uh, oh, ah, looks cool. Hey, yeah, there's I, the there's the PT cruiser in the background. Yeah, yeah, he does the PT cruiser thing as well. So it's uh, of course it's gonna crash into. It doesn't hold a bunch of gangsters and corrupt politicians. It's just about to crash into some kid. So you know, <laughs> fair enough. Not a direct one to one. Um. I, you know the, Christ, I forget the proper name. It's like the DCEAU or something like that. The one with like, uh, Justice League Dark, like that Flashpoint movie that sucked. Mm. And Apocalypse. Yeah, DC Animated. movie with sucked. <laughs> How can you say the Injustice, is that the recent one? Yeah. How can yeah. you say that sucked when there's literally a scene where the reverse Flash is like sitting in a bar, like depressed out of his mind that the Flash is dead because now he has no purpose anymore. <laughs> okay, I funny. haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie, but I'm gonna say it's good to annoy Snyder Bros and because of that scene, because that is hysterical. Uh, look, I'm just glad there's a version of Injustice and even Injustice fans can say it's bad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's existence is validated by that fact. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really liked um, I really liked that Superman as well. Uh, the Reign of the Superman movie and the Death of Superman are pretty good. Like, I think that's my favorite Death of Superman. Like, between the comics and like the fifteen times they've retold it, including Batman v Superman. <laughs> 
the animated series. You know the animated series, the one that came out with um, the Batman animated series at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, I kind of like that Superman. He's a bit of a... It's not something the most personality about him, but I like him. He's a... Uh, there's this one scene where... Uh, it's, it's just a throwaway gag in the episode. Like, the rest of the episode's not about this. Uh, Clark's just, like, typing at his desk. And then Lois comes up and, like, slams some papers on his desk. And he, like, raises an eyebrow and she says... Look, I don't get it, Smallville. I've been the top reporter in this city for years. Then some yokel from Smallville roams up and gets, like, all the best stories in town. Then uh, Clark looks left and right, like, motions are closer and see. You see, the truth is, Lois, I'm really Superman in disguise, and I only pretend to be a reporter to hear about accidents as they happen, and then squeeze you out of the byline. Then she just looks at him and says, You're you're a sick man, Kent. And leaves. (laughs) (laughs) I think Superman the Animated Series is dynamic. From what you've told me, is my favorite dynamic between Clark and Lois, like... You showed me that scene where he, where Superman dresses up with a fake, fake hair and mustache, like a blonde hair wig and a blonde mustache, and she's able to say, like, she's able to realize that that's Clark Kent, but not, but it never happened when he's flying around as Superman. Yeah, yeah, that that was the, that was the old cartoon, the forties one. Ah, yeah, Clark wears a disguise, pretends to be a police officer with blonde hair. She instantly recognizes that's Clark. But not, but not when he's in the Superman costume. No, no. <laughs> uh, oh, hmm. yeah, Lois, Lois and Clark's dynamic in that show as well, the 1941, is hilarious. Like, Lois gets herself into trouble so often. Like, Lois is kind of the archetypical damsel in distress a lot of the times. But I feel like she just so recklessly goes after it and starts for a good story. She she's, she's makes a career out of it. You yeah, respect. like that's my gatekeep girl boss. Um. Yeah, exactly. She has she has so much agency. Like even in those old '40s cartoons. Like she's a legend. She, yeah, she's a legend. Yeah, like the there were these guys who were like these five guys who were like robbing a a bank and like the super bullet car. And when they get out to rob the bank, she hops in with a wrench and starts smashing it from the inside out. <laughs> of course, they come back and see her doing it and kidnap her. But you know, points for trying. Like you got, you have to try. Like you know, like the heroes, like the heroes, they try. Like you know, like reckless things like that all the time. They just like yeah, are exactly. able to walk away. They're just able to walk away around scratches because they have powers that we can't like fault other people for trying. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and that old cartoon. She was on a train that was being robbed. Yeah, it was it. And there was a. <laughs> The car, like, pulled up beside, like, these gangsters in it who are, like, shooting at the police with Tommy guns. And then she just pops out the window with a Tommy gun and starts, like, lighting them up. <laughs> Lois uh, really said no. Yeah. And a lot of the time, she, she she inadvertently put herself in trouble once because her and Clark were, like, you know, going out to see this volcano. And they had both the press passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she stole Clark's press pass so she'd get the story to herself. Uh-oh. Clark showed up anyway. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Luckily, Superman showed up and he didn't need a press pass. Yeah. Yeah, it's very lucky. Yeah, if only Clark had been there. Yeah. It's. 
Yeah, the I think my favorite version of Lois and Clark's dynamic is striding the line between kind of liking each other and being better professional rivals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just like, they like each other, but also like hate each other. Yeah, you gotta get that byline. You got it. Mm. Uh, all is right, it bad Nigel. Superman time? Yes, I was about to say, right, Nigel, talk about bad Superman. I don't. I don't like Bad Superman. Do you not? No. I've come to this conclusion recently. Where... I don't know. I enjoy... Okay, so... How best do I put it? Like, I suppose the the Bad Superman archetype I enjoy. As in, when it's in a different world and the character is not Superman. I think that's what I enjoy. Like, the kid from Brightburn... Homelander from uh, The Boys. Um, also, like, Richard Madden recently said that Icarus in The Eternals is inspired by Zack Snyder's Superman, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, but I suppose... Uh, that, yeah, you do... Yeah. You do have all of those, like, Marvel characters, then, which are just Superman knockoffs, like Icarus, um... Hyperion, Sentinel. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know. uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't enjoy... I feel like you're probably more qualified to talk about this. The darker, like, Superman is just going and wantonly destroying property and being a moody dick. You know? <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um... Okay, I'm going to preface what I say with all characterizations are valid. Like, you know, if, but you know, some are no... more valid than others. <laughs> Get to that. Jesus. Like Superman is so old. He's had so many writers that every continuity is just their own Superman. And having a de facto Superman is literally impossible. Yeah. So if you like, if you like the, if you like a version, good for you. I, however, I'm not you. Mm. <laughs> so I have a few problems with. Evil Superman, because first off, why would you, like narratively, why would you have Superman be bad? Other than to have a bad guy who's strong. Mm. But there's, a, I could name dozens of bad guys who are strong. Hell, Darkseid's arguably stronger than Superman. Why don't you use him? Yeah. There's, if you want a Kryptonian who's bad, there's Zod. Mm. Like, I, I don't. I don't really see the reason for it other than your tagline being Superman is evil. Yeah, but also, aren't there, like, other world versions of Superman where he, like, it is just Superman is evil on this world. So why do they need to make main continuity Superman evil? Yeah, there's, um, oh, Ultraman. I don't think of him. Yeah, from the crime syndicate world where everyone is just evil. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... Or yeah, communist I mean, Superman. I mean, communist Superman's actually a pretty nice guy. Is, yeah, <laughs> I've never actually read any of the Red Sun Run. Oh god, that was hard to say. Red Sun Run. Sun Run. Um, Red Sun Run. Red Sun Run. Red Sun um, Run. Red Sun Run. <laughs> but like, is he car- is Red Sun Superman characterized as a villain? Uh, hmm. He's misled a lot. <laughs> He's misled to think. Communism. Uh, no, by Stalin. Then he kills. Oh, Stalin. of course. 
Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that Brainiac that he kills. Is Brainiac. that is that the thing where like it says like where Stalin says like some people have to die for like um, you know the for the system to work and then Superman just kills him and just says like yeah. I agree. <laughs> like yeah, oh, well shit, I really should have chose my words better. But yeah, like Stalin posthumously or something like. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. He's there's a usual. Fair, he fights Wonder Woman, some Green Lantern, and Batman. Uh, but he's he's not really a villain. Brainiac's the villain at the end. Spoilers for a book that came out like 2010. <laughs> but uh, he doesn't come, he doesn't look good a lot of time. He's he's kind of misled a lot, which I guess doesn't look on him too favorably. But he, he has the best of intentions. Bless his heart. Uh, good good old hmm. good old communist uh, Superman. The only <laughs> The only evil Superman incarnation that I, like, really know is that, like, and it's really that I can't um, remember the name of the book or anything, but it's the one where Superman ends up killing the Joker because, which, like, here's my issue with the whole, like, should Batman kill the Joker thing? Should, like, should anyone kill the Joker? If any Superman killed the Joker, the citizens of Gotham would, like, just shake your hand. You would not get in any trouble for it. That man is a public menace. <laughs> It is not, yeah. it is actually morally preferable at this point to kill the Joker. Anyway, but like the one I had where Superman, I'm pretty sure he like kills the Joker because the Joker, like, I think it was the Joker. Uh, like, I think this is a justice. I think so. Does, isn't it that he, the Joker makes him kill, like, like tricks him into killing Lois Lane? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, like, and, like, and then, like, that's, like, what makes him snap. Like, again, yeah, like, yeah. personally, I, personally, I think that, like, killing Joker under these circumstances doesn't necessarily indicate any change in Superman's morals because like <laughs> morally preferable at this point but I remember actually and speaking of the Arrowverse yeah but then he which, falls off the fucking deep end then you remember when he burns a hole through the chest of of a 10 year old boy like what were they doing in that run <laughs> oh Jesus but like yeah. in in the Arrowverse when they when they had the crisis on infinite earth's um crossover in twenty nine, oh. end of twenty nineteen, started twenty twenty, which is actually, yeah. that's actually, that's actually my favorite um, of the crossovers. Um, I'm not I'm not the majority, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, when they visit one of the Earths where Superman is played by Brandon Routh, who he plays Ray Palmer on Legends of Tomorrow, but um, he played Superman in Superman Returns in two thousand five. Yeah. I want to say, anyway. This guy of Superman saying is that like, you know, like some horrible, horrible like event, like, you know, like caused him to lose basically like loads of people he loved, but he never turned evil. Like, you know, like he instead he chose to like, um, like he stayed strong, like, you know, and all this. Interestingly, when they go to another Earth again, they find Batman played by Kevin Conroy and he's become evil. And the evil thing that he did was that he killed Superman. All right. I just yeah. thought it was interesting because usually it's like, oh, Batman, like, you know, because he's like stronger or whatever. He's the like moral. He stays moral when Superman snaps. Like, I just thought that was um kind of an interesting, like, um kind of flip on things. Like the, the Batman, like being evil thing was kind of met with like mixed responses as like, like, you know, what kind of would be. I liked it. Everyone agreed that Kevin Conroy like did a wicked job. Like, but, um, except for that killing joke movie. Don't talk. We should not. 
I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the Killing Joke movie on this podcast. What the fuck was that? I'm not doing that today. Um, <laughs> that still uh, left me scared. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, it, but like I know enough. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's just like if you were to if you were to hold like a gun to my head and tell me if one underwent tragedy, who would I think would be more likely to go evil? I'd say Batman, like nine times out of ten. Yeah, and like it's not that I necessarily think Batman would go evil if he like underwent tragedy, but like just the idea that Superman's the one thing because like I don't know, Superman has more like is more like positive and stuff and that makes him weaker like you know because as we all know optimism is a weakness yeah. um, sunshine is literally his power source slash, slash s <laughs> like um but like absolute gun to my head like and dying wasn't an option yeah i probably say batman like i don't think either of them are particularly likely to like um exactly go evil but like yeah i suppose like i wouldn't say mm, superman I- it was just oh. the whole thing that, like, again, that, like, optimism is a weakness, which is, like, what a lot of, like, modern audiences seem yeah. to think. Oh, yeah, yeah men I, can't I, show their emotions. Even Superman. Even Superman I, cry. I I really dislike that. Um, I, I'm about to get to that Brandon Ruth Superman in a second, because I know something, I think I know something interesting about him. But before I get to that, okay. um, I think it's very annoying when people take Superman, like, a certain... Axe Cider Snay and uh, mm. make him dark because that's quote unquote more realistic. Mm. Or make him angry or make him kill because quote unquote more realistic. Uh, am I just the only one that finds that deeply pessimistic that a person can't be nice? Yeah, it is um, <laughs> very pessimistic. And also, like, I don't want realism. Like, that's a lie. Um, that's a lie. My favorite Batman movie is The Dark Knight. But like, I don't I always it. want. I don't always want realism. Like, sometimes I just want to see a man fly. Yeah, and, I mean, who's to say being nice, being cheesy, isn't realistic? I mean, I've yeah. met. I've met far more people who are closer to Golden Age Superman than Zack Snyder's Batman. I think if I met a single one of them walking down the street, I'd be dead. I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, certainly back to that kind oh. of rooster man. Sorry, just do you think then that depictions of Superman like that? Because that's like the DCEU has gotten so big that that's kind of become the default now of making mm. Superman and all the characters edgy, which it's not to bring up the killing joke again, but <laughs> the original source comic by Alan Moore, I think it was. It's like yeah. that was kind of the beginning of the edgy Batman being dark trope. And so yeah. everything par- like parodied that and uh, followed on from that. So by the time then they adapted the Killing Joke, it felt kind of trite and uh, mm. you know like oh we've seen this so many times before. Um, but do you think that um, dark and edgy Superman, for the sake of realism, do you think that's a betrayal of this original uh, like you know Superman? fighting for the working classes and writing injustices. Do you think it's a betrayal of that original ideal? Um, I don't know about betrayal. I think it's a bit too strong of a word, but uh, I do think it's kind of... How do I say this? It's just so totally incompatible, I don't see why you'd do it. Mm, yeah. Like, you can make edgy superhero uh, stuff. Um, a 
Apollo's in DC now. If you want to make an edge, a bonus edge Superman, you can use him. Uh, yeah. Apollo. Who is Apollo? He's he's one of the authority. He's um, it's, I'm much know about him. He's one of Superman's two teammates. He's Midnighter's boyfriend. He's like sun okay. powers, and he can fly and shoot lasers. So, yeah, it's it's basically an answer to Superman made by. Fair enough. Um. Uh, so I don't really see why you'd do it, and I think the I think realism as a reason doesn't really stick because that implies that people being nice isn't realistic. Yeah, which is just wrong, I guess. <laughs> but um, uh, I do know an edgy Superman, well, quote unquote edgy Superman, who has done really well. Actually, one of my favorite Superman of all time. Uh, to circle back, this is actually going to lead to what I was going to say about uh, Brandon Rich's Superman and uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, I haven't seen that, but you'll have to remind me. Uh, his S, is it like black in the middle? And he has like a black belt? I think so, yeah, that rings a bell. I haven't actually seen Crisis since it um, aired, weirdly enough. Because uh, I think I know the comic behind that Superman. Really? Yeah, I think, or at least what he's inspired by. There's this story called Kingdom Come. It's, uh, so, it's set ten years from whatever. And uh, Superman's in retirement. He's just left. Mm. He, he lives yeah. in a fortress now. Wonder Woman goes to see him because uh, ten years ago, uh, Lois Lane was killed by the Joker. Yeah. Along with the entire, everyone in the Daily Planet. Yeah. Which, if you know Superman, is like 90% of his friends. Mm. Uh, but this is, that's not what drove him away. He went to catch the Joker, but then this vigilante called Magog got to him first and killed him. Then oh, okay. Magog, Magog went to court for murder, but of course everyone was like, what's a fucking Joker? This, you know, the jury will probably find him <laughs> innocent. Mm. Superman joined the court, Superman joined the court, and he advocated against Magog. Put him in jail for murdering the Joker. Ooh. Even though the okay. Joker killed Lois, even though the Joker killed Lois Lane, he still was like, put that man in jail. Still killed someone, like. Yeah, exactly. But uh, then, like, 90% of people said Magog's innocent. He goes free. Hmm. And then Superman retired. He's like, I'm sick of this bullshit. They left. Shit, like. Yeah. As much as yeah. I say killing the Joker is morally preferable, I can kind of understand why Superman would have that reaction. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's such a neat comparison to like make between like injustice, where almost mm-hmm. the exact same thing happens. But he goes evil. Yeah. He uh, so he lives on the he lives in the fortress of solitude in his own. Yeah, finally living up to its name. <laughs> and. Uh, and since he's been gone, the Justice League is disbanded without him, and vigilantes have like dropped all moral code. So there's just fighting happening. You can't tell who's a good guy or a bad guy, but metahumans yeah. are fighting, and there's a lot of collateral damage. And Kansas, Magog took a team to fight up the Parasite, who's a, a Superman villain. He like okay. grabs people and drains their strength, and uh, he took Captain Adam. And if you've ever seen. A, uh, if you've ever seen an adaptation with Captain Adam in it, I, I love you, Captain Adam, but nine times out of ten, you're used narratively as a living bomb. 
He is punctured <laughs> and explodes oh, and God. destroys Kansas. There goes Mom, Pa, Kansas. That's intense. Yeah, exactly. It's just a bad day. Yeah. So that he he drops the name Clark. He just goes back to being Kal El. Yeah. And he reassembles the Justice League. He goes around and gathers. He beats up. Uh, he beats up a bunch of vigilantes and villains. Says, "Right, you're either joining the Justice League, or I've built the super gulag out in the desert, or you're going in that." <laughs> <laughs> The super gulag, gulag, of course. Yeah. <laughs> going in, all right, get in. Yeah, and what makes the Superman kind of morally eh is that he doesn't ask anyone. He doesn't talk to the United Nations for this. He doesn't ask people what they want him to do. There's This is just him doing what he thinks is right, with no input lays, from anyone else. Yeah, kind of lays yeah. down the law. Yeah, because he's yeah, just lost. He's, he's the ubermensch. Yes, the the state, yeah, the state doesn't. The state doesn't need uh, to tell him what to do because he can look at the situation and and make that to tie it back into the original, yeah. like philosophical uh, origin of Superman, I guess. Like, yeah, actually, they uh, they actually bring that up towards the end as well. Actually, very nice. Look, look oh, here. dope! I never read this, but I'm excellent at segues. Here at Hyperfixations, we're great at linking things to other things. Unintentionally. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go into a sponsor there for a second. And that, and uh, now we are sponsored by LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Oh, that's what I say. <laughs> LinkedIn, give me a job, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to uh, just start doing sponsorships like that where it's like yeah say the thing you say and then just say something really negative about it because you <laughs> you fulfilled your contract yeah i have the money you can't untake the money yeah what are yeah, you gonna exactly. do like squarespace build it beautiful you know fi find out at the link below squarespace a bunch of pricks <laughs> and then just go back to the episode yeah uh, yeah it's like have you burnt enough bridges yet for future sponsorships <laughs> I think we have. Uh, yeah. Hold on, let me. Uh, uh, fuck you, League of Legends. All right, moving on. Hello Fresh puts poison in their food. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know whether uh, that one will make the final edit or not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, oh, where was I? Oh yeah, Kingdom Come. So... Yeah, they address they address uh, the Ubermensch thing. At the end, that's yeah. where you would are. Yeah, because the entire run... It's not a Superman book, it's a DC Universe book, but he's like the main guy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's this guy watching on from the shadows called Norman McCain, and he's like incorporeal, he's like a spectator. And right. They, uh... The Super Gulag works for a bit before there's a prison break, and they start fighting. Like, um... Jesus. Yeah, as you do. And, uh... Lex Luthor, it's been 10 years, right? So what Lex Luthor did in that time is he took Billy Batson and brainwashed him to be his man. Billy Batson is, is Shazam? Shazam, Captain Marvel. That's the guy. Oof. Mm. Otherwise known as Magic Superman. <laughs> and, uh, his, you know, he's like the anti-Superman weapon. He's like, yeah, I'll keep him around so I can punch him if he turns up. And this Superman's old. And because he's old, 
Apparently he's vulnerable to kryptonite. So says Lex Luthor. Oh, he's good. old. Don't really know why. So Lex Luthor uses like the fact that Superman is kind of doing whatever the fuck he wants without asking anyone to seed fear in governments. Until right. they eventually give him the green light to just drop a nuke on the war zone where the superheroes are fighting. Oh, God. Yeah. And during this is happening, uh, Shazam and Superman are fighting it out. And he looks above and he can hear a whistling sound of a bomb falling down. Yeah. He's... So they hear So they hear it. He grabs Shazam. Oh, yeah. Uh, they hear the bomb fall. He grabs Shazam. You know, they, they did that thing. This happens in every time Superman and Shazam fight. Shazam keeps saying Shazam. It makes lightning fall on Superman over and over again. Before Superman grabs him and pulls him into the lightning, he turns back into Billy Batson. This happens every fucking time they fight. Yeah. Uh, you think he'd learn by now. Yeah. And he holds him by the mouth and he says, Alright, look, Billy. And he like looks around at the chaos around him. <laughs> I could stop that bomb. I'll probably die, but I can. But I don't know if I should. See, I've made all decisions. All of this, this warfare, this death and destruction, it's all because of me. But you can make that decision, Billy. Because you've been the super and you've been a man. You're of two worlds. You're unique. And so Superman lets him go. He's like, you can stop me if you think that we all deserve to die. You can let me go. It's up to you. And then he just lets Shazam go and he flies up. Shazam says Shazam. And Superman's flying up to meet the bomb. He feels a hand on his boot. He looks back and Shazam just throws him back down to the ground. Shazam catches the bomb. And it explodes. Jesus. And everyone is dead. Oh. Except Superman. There's <laughs> <laughs> it's actually this very powerful panel. It's all like grey. It's almost like grayscale. There's skeletons everywhere. Ash falling from the sky. I mean, and, and uh, Batman and some survived because Green Lantern sacrificed himself to make a shield. But he doesn't know that. Okay. And he just looks, and he's, his eyes are glowing red, he screams, and he flies up. And Norm McCain just looks up, saying, where is he going? The Spectre answers, off to enact revenge on the humans that did this to him. Then they, then Norm McCain teleports over to where he's, like, he's in, like, the Pentagon or something, or the you know, yeah. building. And he's, like, bringing the ceiling down. Then Norm McCain pops up, and he says, he talks about the Ubermensch thing, actually. He talks about how... Superman's greatest power was always not that he was strong or fast or smart. It was always his innate ability to realize the right thing to do at any given moment. Yeah. And he said, along this path, all the pain, losing all those people, being alone for so long, he's apparently lost that ability. And so many years that, he just, he just like, they won't forgive you for this, Clark. Forgive yourself. He like slowly just puts the rift down, just Flies down. Jesus. Uh, yeah. That's quite intense. It is. But uh, the time skip's pretty neat because him and Wonder Woman get married. Huh, fair like, enough. Yeah. Uh, All's well that ends well. Yeah. Happy for them, like. <laughs> it's like. It's like 10 years later and they meet up at like this. Part... Actually, when you look back, it's a very bad taste. They go to like this, this restaurant that's like comic book themed. They have like <laughs> people dressed up. If people dressed up as the people they've seen die in a nuclear blast. <laughs> Just like, okay. Yeah, the people dressed up as Shazam and Green Lantern. Oh no. Serving them steak. <laughs> and then the, 
the the book ends with uh, uh, Diana revealing she's pregnant. To not to Batman's surprise, because he's Batman, he already knew that. Then she mm-hmm. asks if he'd like to be the Godfather, which is a huge surprise to both him and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. That that that's kind of a nice ending. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that book because it's. I like read I said, it. Then. Yeah, it's called Kingdom Come. I very much recommend it. It's, right. it's illustrated by uh, Alex Ross. I don't know if you know who that is, but it's very good artist. Uh, I have. Let's see if I can find some. But yeah, that's a. Yeah. It's it's a slightly darker Superman because he's but like a bit jaded. Yeah, like still ends kind of optimistically. I have. Yeah, he's still. Yeah. I have. Two more questions before we kind of wrap this up, unless Nigel has anything? Uh, not that I can think of at the minute. Okay, first question. Since I've somehow managed to go through the whole podcast and they're bringing this up, what do you think of Christopher Reeve's Superman? Uh, what's my story? Hmm? What's my what's sorry? What do you think of Christopher Reeve's Superman? I love him so much! Yeah! He's a legend. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. Christopher Reeve is yeah. actually Henry iconic. Cavill. Henry Cavill, who he's the only live action Superman. Yes, uh, I was actually I actually watched that movie the other day. It's it really sc- scratches an itch in my brain that you know, like the Sam Raimi Spider Man films. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of cheesy, real, but it's like real co- it's real like, comfort film energy. Yeah, it's like it's like watching an old comic book. Yeah, everyone in it is brilliant. And my final question: this might be the most important question. Uh. <laughs> If Superman is like you know like like Superman is pretty much all powerful, he just knows like like he can he can stop like he can do anything. Why didn't yeah. he stop Lex Luthor from stealing forty cakes? <laughs> he took forty uh, cakes, and that's terrible. That's as many as four tens. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you know that. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I had to bring it. I had to bring it up. I couldn't let an episode about Superman end without that. Oh, that's good. Look, he, he knew diabetes would come and get Lex Luthor, and it would be worse than any punishment he could enact himself. Uh, that is amazing. That's brilliant. On that <laughs> note, I feel like we could wrap it up. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Unless you have awesome. other things you would like to say about Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we'd be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Join in That's for the bonus twenty, the, the bonus yeah. twenty-four hour episode. Yes, have to happen eventually. Yeah, of course. Declan, where can we find you? Anything you want to plug? Uh, uh not really. Uh, I guess I'm on Twitter, uh, Dexter Farn, but don't follow me. I don't do anything interesting. Fair enough. Um, Nigel, where can we find you? Uh, you can mainly find me on Twitter at Spicy Nigel. Where recently I have been tweeting the adventures of my new friend Paddington, um, who is still Legend. here. Um, Hi, Paddington. Hello. I should have been Paddington if he had questions. Uh, he's indifferent on the topic of Superman. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, he, didn't have time pre- he didn't have time to prepare. Like, you know, he's-, he's too busy. He's too busy making films of his own to watch comic book films or read comics. Yeah. He's too he's- busy being the number one rated film on all of Frontier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, did you hear that Paddington 2 is like four years old? Like, it's like four years old today? Like, like, what, really? Yeah, like, cinema is four years old as of today. Oh my uh, god. Pino. How have we typed this in again? Um, 
Uh, yeah, well. we, li- we live in a we do we live in a society. We live in a society. We ha- I couldn't let him like. Oh my yeah. god, we haven't said that in so long. Yeah, it had to be the Superman episode that it came back because Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I've not. I refuse to be compliant in this. You refuse to be compliant in living in a society, don't we all? Uh, Superman, if you're <laughs> real, please kill me now. Declan's like, kill me or them. I'm uncommitted. Um, yeah, yeah, this is where you can cross the line, but it's okay. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I'm not even angry. I think it would be fair. Um, you can find me on Twitter at alicat underscore ali spell like alleyway cat spelled with a k and you can find me on instagram at ali a-l-l-y underscore k underscore keegan you can find the podcast at hyperfixations p on twitter or at hyperfixations pod on instagram rate and review us wherever you get your podcast be that spotify apple podcasts or leave the city go out to the countryside start a farm dig in the earth it'll be waiting for you you'll Why find not? it yeah uh, if you would like to come on to the show to discuss one of your hyperfixations, please feel free to reach out at any of the aforementioned social media. And that is all. Declan, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. It was like you for having me. It was great being here. No problem. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Signing off.